And it looks like we're live. All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's your boy, Burst. Um, trying this kind of first edition of our uh, principal series, something I like to institute and kind of get rolling. Hopefully, that you. I hope you guys like it um, and uh, you find value in it for sure. Uh, I've always been the kind of guy that tries to provide some of the substance, hopefully, um, and honestly, just share the stuff that I kind of... Uh, find value in, uh, and sort of the things that, uh, maybe inspire me or speak to me. Um, and hopefully, you know, you guys think the same way or feel the same way rather, or get whatever you, you need out of it. Right. Um, it's always been the inspiration behind the podcast in general. Um, but lately just with, uh, all the craziness going on, I just wanted to, um, record an episode of something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, if you guys listen regularly, uh, or if this is your first time, welcome. But uh, um, something about me is I am a, a father uh, of a four-year-old boy named August, who's a pain in my butt, but he's awesome. And um, you know, this prospect of being a role model for him is something that kind of came out of uh, n- nowhere, I guess. Once uh, you know way back when I found out I was going to be a father and, um, especially, um, no, like hopefully I don't get killed for this, but especially when, uh, I found out I was going to be a boy, um, because I've always felt the responsibility of our elders, of course, to kind of obviously bring up the youth. It's not, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel there, but, um, it is something that's, uh, important, man you know, passing down traditions that I think, uh, are healthy and that will help, uh, you know, our, our people prosper, you know, the, the generation after us, uh, prosper. And, um, as men specifically, um, I'm not too like macho man, Randy Savage, but, um, I do feel like, you know, as men, there is that standard, um, for us to raise our men properly, um, and still the right principles, and uh, values and morals. Um, so I've always been fixated with uh, role models and principles and establishing like this list or this, you know, like, I don't know, like this guide uh, for my son to be able to really follow. Because, you know, when I was growing up, I really didn't get the rundown like that. You know, I have a lot of friends who their parents or specifically their father or, uh, for the woman that I know their mothers in their life told them straight up, like, Hey, this is how you do these kinds of things. And it can cross obviously like parents in general need to do that for their kids. But me just being stubborn and 26, um, I've always associated it to, you know, because I feel like I never got that guidance to be kind of become a man and come into my own. Um, I've kind of been learning on the fly. I want to make sure that I actually sit down and do that um, for my son. And so this is a a super long intro for no reason. I apologize. But the whole point that I'm uh, making here is the, you know, this idea of principles and looking to role models and people in our lives that are truly uh, miraculous um, has been something that's always been on my mind. It started off with it being, you know, raising men, becoming a man myself. But shoot, I think these are principles that anybody... Um, could benefit from and uh, and uh, at least at the very least just consider right if it's applicable to your life or not 
Um, so yes, I would like to do these, uh, hopefully, you know, every once in a while, maybe consistently if you guys like it, but, um, what I would like to do and kind of talk structure here, um, is just break down an interview with a, a person that I can consider uh, a mentor. All right. There's this idea of like hijacking, hijacking your mentors. A lot of us don't have direct access to people who can help us prosper the way that we're looking for. Right. Whether it be in our career or as people or whatever. Um, so there's this idea out there of like you go steal your mentors, right? Go follow those uh, successful people and really just study them man. like break down everything about them. That makes them who they are, the, the success behind it. Um, you know, it is uh, for, for myself, for the, for the podcast, it's going to be, you know, mostly successful men, um, mostly men of color, too. Uh, because that's just what we associate with. But what I'd like to see is this kind of grow into it being men, women, you know, whatever color, um, whatever race, whatever belief or religion, whatever it is, as long as it's preaching something that's um, positive and, and beneficial. Um, but on the flip side, you know, maybe even just art or creation in general, right? Whether it be music, a collection of music, um, movies, uh, TV shows, whatever, man, I would like to apply this kind of principle theory to different things so we can break it down and, you know, kind of get into the message behind it all. Um, so this is, <laughs> feels already like way too deep, uh, but, um, you, um, but yes. All right. Uh, so without further ado, the principle series and So, um, the interview we're going to listen to is, uh, I don't know, it's weird on YouTube, but it's titled as one of his last interviews. I know it was definitely recent. I think it came out in like August of, uh, 2019. Um, but, uh, you know, if you, if you guys follow Kobe or sports in general, you probably saw he was doing kind of a, a quite a bit of interviews and stuff like that. Um, but this one spoke to me, um, specifically because of the principles I feel like I felt, uh, I feel like I felt, <laughs> I felt that I got from this interview. Um, it's with Valuetainment. Um, shout out to them in, in general. I mean, great stuff. If you guys are into like entrepreneurship or uh, business building or anything like that, uh, Patrick Bet David, I think, is uh, the guy who created it. Awesome, awesome content over there in general. Um, but specifically with this one, there it's like an hour and some change of an interview, and uh, they get some some really it's like stuff that if you, again, if you follow Kobe, you probably already know, but, um, it's just more insightful answers to kind of like the mindset behind how he approaches everything. Everybody knows he's like a maniac when it came to his work ethic, et cetera, but he does a little bit more into it. So what I like to do, man, is just kind of break it down by principles. If I put you guys to sleep, I apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm going to try I want to provide structure. And with me by myself is worse than when I'm with the boys because I can go off on tangents and no one's here to check me. So we might be in for a bumpy ride. I'm just giving you all the heads up right now. But uh, I'll try to, I got my notes, you know, try to keep it, keep it all linear. <clears throat> um, but uh, yes, yeah, so what I want to do is try to keep it to five principles, maybe that I picked out of it. Um, of course, you guys listen to the interview directly. Um, go to their YouTube channel and, and listen to the interview. It's worth it from start to finish. But I'll just kind of pick out the things that I that resonated with me 
Um, and try to keep it to five. I definitely cheated. There's like like six, maybe? Technically seven. There's like principle five is kind of like a two-parter. So, um, but yes, I'll uh, kind of kick it off and just get straight into it. Um, Kobe, obviously, like when he starts, you know, we talked about his career and how he got into the NBA and, and um, kind of his mentality throughout high school. Um, but the first principle that stood out to me was um, simply this, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but um, he was kind of discussing becoming sim, uh, singular in his, his focus um, to the point where it became an obsession. You know, as kids and shoot, even as adults now, um, especially in this day and age, we get drawn in so many or uh, pulled in so many directions um, that it's hard to really hone in on one thing. And Kobe talks about, you know, the the, the genesis of his uh, obsession really started with um, this idea of just honing in on one thing, becoming singular to the point where no matter what it is uh, you do, it is revolving this one thing. And for him, it was basketball. Um, so let's check it out. So the one thing when I uh, uh, see with you and I think about like brain and I think focus, like you know how so many different things brain can get distracted on and I'm going to put focus on this and focus on this and focus on this. Mm -hmm. Do you think one of the edge you had over everybody else was the biggest percentage of your focus was on one thing? Mm -hmm. Do you see it that way? Like that was my edge over everybody else. Uh, I do. Um, at the time, I didn't really understand that, right? So, you know, basketball for me was the most important thing. So everything I saw, whether it was TV shows, whether it was books I read, people I talked to, everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything, everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. The world becomes your library to help you improve your craft, better yes. your craft. Yes, indeed. So because you know what you want, the world's giving you exactly the information you 100%. need to become better at it. Because you know what you're looking for. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> it's heavy uh, to think about because I know for myself, I'm a person of um, many uh, pursuits, right? And uh, if, if you guys talk to me about anything creative or like business-wise, I've always... I'm always, I'm a, I'm a, uh, fancy myself like an armchair philosopher. Like I'll try to hit you with some deep quote or something or some deep metaphor of how to think about what it is that you're into. But, uh, in all actuality, like for myself, I'm always moving to something new, you know, or like motivation, um, will catch me. Uh, I'm sorry. Inspiration will catch me and I'll be like, Oh snap, maybe I should write a book. You know, and then it'd be like, oh, man, maybe I should uh, create a, or develop a video game or, you know, like just random all over the place, um, you know, uh, thought process. And, you know, they say like a jack of all trades, um, but a master of none. And I love this first principle that I kind of draw uh, um, her, you know, extracted from this interview, which was, you know, he Kobe talks about like, you know, if you become singular in that focus, like the world becomes your library. So it really isn't an, an intentional decision to say, hey, look, I'm going to make sure that any energy that I put towards uh, or put, for, put forward is uh, towards the thing that I'm singularly focused on, right? So like if you're an artist, a musician, an entrepreneur, if you're, you know, you just want to be, you know, have a thirst for knowledge and just want to learn more about 
whatever, everything, one thing, whatever, um, making a conscious effort to say the energy I'm putting forward is going to be uh, towards this singular focus. Um, to shout out to all my people. My, I consider us like a, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a, a fraternity, a sorority of people of, uh, that want more than their current station. You know, um, A lot of us work nine to fives. A lot of us have responsibilities that were gifted, and I say that you know in quotes um, by the world to us, right? Like stuff that we have to do, not that we want to do. And um, it's you become buried in that. It's easy to just like surrender and give up and say, you know what, forget it. This is what I'm doing, and uh, it is what it is. And and you no longer um, have that drive, that fire for that pa- or that for that passion there, that thing that you're trying to pursue. So uh, the big thing for that first uh, first principle, and I'm going to try to run through this pretty fast. It's only like been 15 minutes, dude, but there's like six more clips to go and your boy can talk. So I'll try to, I'll try to, you know, touch on each principle, but I don't want to go too long to, to uh, bore you guys. But um, yes, yeah, so the for the first principle, the big thing, man, is just if you are in that nine to five or in that situation where it seems like there's no end in sight, don't give up, man. I mean, just the biggest thing is um, trying to apply that focus to your current station so that way it's still working towards the bigger goal, right? If you were working at a nine-to-five, um, I know for me, if I'm in a corporate office, I try to extract principles and business methods and strategies from my current employer to put forth towards my future goals, you know, towards my business, my own business uh, development. Um, You know, if you're in a situation where you're like, I got nothing but time on my hands, make the most of it to educate yourself and try to put forth an effort um, to that focus. Just because you're not directly working with it doesn't mean that you can't still continue to be obsessed and focused with it. Um, and, and, And truly, you do that, make that one decision it's nonstop, you know, you're focused on it 24 seven, even when you're not quote unquote. Right. So, um, I really love that one off rip. I think it's like eight minutes into the uh, interview. I'm just like, damn Kobe. Um, and you know, this whole talk about Mamba mentality and people are saying like, Oh, I have Mamba mentality. And I'm just like, bro, you know how hard it is to get to that level. Um, and the best we can do is try. You know, by no means are these things that I practice currently. These are things that I'm actually in need of and things that I am now starting to try to, um, you know, carve out for myself. So it's like, don't let anybody tell you they got it figured out, bro. If you're not Kobe freaking Bryant, you don't have the mamba mentality. Like we're all working towards that goal. So uh, um, it's just I, I sit back and I amazement and uh admiration of just how this guy thought so that's principle one man uh, I'll, I'll say it again uh you know become singular in your focus to the point of obsession uh principle two um kind of goes hand in hand or i don't know it's kind of like a you know um follow up to principle one but uh become one with logic and execute on the facts so um, I kind of say that again. So become one with logic and execute on the facts. Kobe talks about 
uh, his um, first kind of big playoff moment that ended in an air ball where he airballed against the Utah Jazz, I think. Um, and I just love his mentality and his approach to it. Uh, I'll let you guys listen to the clip, and then we'll discuss after. But Okay. I shot five air balls on national TV in front of millions of people that cost us the series, and I'm 18. I'm fine, dude. How do you get their mental? How does somebody get there mentally with that public humiliation to some people hurts them and they don't come back because, you know, there was a player, Barbosa. I don't know if you remember Barbosa. Yeah. Of course, you remember. Of course. He was extremely talented for a quick first step, but they said he wouldn't do well when the spotlight was on him. Yeah. How did you get mentally and emotionally so strong where it doesn't bother you? Well, you know, it's, you got to look at the reality of the situation. You know, like for me, it's not, you know, you, you kind of got to get over yourself. Like, it's not about you, man. Like, okay, you feel embarrassed. You're not that important. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, that's where you go. Get over yourself, right? Like, you're worried about how people may perceive you, and, like, you're walking around, and it's embarrassing because you shot five air balls. Get over yourself, right? And then after that, it's okay, well, why did those air balls happen? Got it. High school, year before, we played 35 games, max, right? Week in between, spaced mm -hmm. out, plenty of time to rest. In the NBA, it's back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I didn't have the legs. So you look at the shot, every shot was online, every shot was online, but every shot was short, right? I got to get stronger. God. I got to train differently. The weight training program that I'm doing, I got to tailor it for an 82-game season mm. so that when the playoffs come around, my legs are stronger and that ball gets there. So I look at it with rationale and say, okay, well, the reason why I shot air balls is because my legs aren't there. I got well, next year they'll be there. That was it. Done. Done. And then... All right, he goes on to kind of talk about the preparation and stuff like that, which kind of falls into principle three. So nice little linear uh, uh, conversation. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, shoot. The thing that I love about this one specifically is the, the fact that he talks about um, being comfortable with failure, right? Like he has this, not failure, because that's the problem is like you look at something and you're like, oh, I failed. But in all actuality, you know, being very honest with yourself, like you're not that important, you know, you're 18, you know, there's, you have, you never practice for this situation or, you know, at the end of the day, what's, you know, the worst thing that can happen. Um, and I just love how he puts that into perspective, man. It's just crazy because you see this guy who is obsessive, right? Like he just told us, you know, you know, focus on one thing and, and master it, right? Um, and become obsessive with it. But then on the flip side, he's like, yeah, but if you screw up or there's a bump in the road, like, you're not that important. Nobody cares. And truly, you know, um, just get comfortable with the facts. And then what you do is, you know, you execute, uh, ex execute, <laughs> execute on them, um, become comfortable with the logic, right? it makes sense and it's not you know you're not this like greek you know like hero that it's do or die and and this tragedy may may occur and then like the world ends or whatever bro it's not a marvel movie like you're not iron man dog you know what i'm saying like you still have to go out there and, and guess what you missed that shot um you dropped the ball on that project right you put something out and it's not received well you still Lord willing, wake up the, the next day and have to execute, right? 
So instead of getting worked up and focused on embarrassment or failure, you know, focus on what actually matters, which is the facts. Kobe goes on to say, and after, you know, talking about that, I know exactly why I missed that shot. I'm 18 years old. Um, you know, I never had to take shots like that before. So what do I need to do to get it there? Because it was on target, just didn't have enough legs. All right, bet. I got to start working out my legs more. Boom. Just like that, you're able to assess the situation. It's kind of cerebral, like like a computer or something, bro. Like assess the situation and tell yourself, okay, look, I know exactly why this went wrong. Who cares that it went wrong? How are we going to fix it? That's crucial. It's crucial in business. That's crucial in you know, um, in your creativity, you know, because a lot of times we want to protect our art. We want to protect the things because it came from our, from our heart. It came from the soul, it came from something that meant something to us. Um, but the reality is, man, like not everybody's going to get it <laughs> and you're not, you know, this once in a generation, like life changing, uh, you know, creative, you know what I mean? Especially in these days. So it's like, you know, just bounce back, you know? assess the situation and then come back and execute on the facts and get better. And I, I truly think like to have that mentality at 18 and to listen to Shaq and be like, bro, I'm not listening to anything you're saying right now. It's, you know, it's unreal. Um, that kind of mentality. And I, I really admire it. So principle two: become one with logic and execute on the facts. That's all we can do. You know, the past is the past. All we can do is move forward and make sure that we don't make the same uh, same mistakes again. Speaking of, uh, principle three. Prepare, uh, preparation comes before execution and deciding. This one probably sounds familiar. I know you guys, if you're listening to this, still, especially, <laughs> I feel like it's about to be a snore sesh. So again, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to take my own advice and maybe... Uh, Hey, say this wasn't it and bounce back, <laughs> um, you know, based off the facts. But if you guys are still with me, um, I know this one is something that sounds familiar. Preparation comes before execution slash deciding. It's basically the same uh, thing as saying, you know, um, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Right. But I really like Kobe's approach to it because he talks a little bit more in depth about, uh, again, it's just like this, this zeroed in focus on weaknesses right on um anticipating like situations you know um i know it's easy to talk about when you're an athlete or something because you have a game and there's rules and there's he even talks about like geometry of the court etc um so there's like math behind it right there's like some statistics behind it but um this is something I think you can apply in your everyday life. Even if you're not a creative, even if you're not a, a you know, an aspiring entrepreneur or carving out a career, like you just want to get better as a person. Um, I truly believe preparation, you know, before anything is key. Um, and I feel like I might be preaching to the choir with this one, but I do think it's something to, uh, you know, hear from Kobe about. So, did you have ways to improve your game by looking at data, looking at conditioning? What were some of the factors you looked at on how to improve your game season after season? Uh, the game itself was, it's a, it's a complicated answer. So there, there are very tactical things in terms of footwork and geometry of the court. So you're looking at the court and looking at the 45 degree angles that the court is, is shaped in and how it needs to operate. 
that's one component to it. So looking at spots on the floor where you can increase your efficiency, right? You can be on the wing, but there's a certain spot on the wing that improves your angle to drive to the basket, right? So that sort of stuff. Footwork of the opposition, looking at the emotion of the opposition, their tendencies, their weaknesses, and all that stuff. Understanding the momentum of the game, how to create momentum shifts, where momentum shifts come from, all this sort of stuff. Um, and then studying outside of that, right? Looking at different industries, looking at uh, conductors, looking at writers, looking at actors and how they get into character and then how do they keep themselves in that mental space. So um, looking at different, different industries, looking at nature itself mm. and learning from that and how you can incorporate that into the game. It, I, I, man, it's, it was a lot of studying. Bro, Kobe was... <laughs> He was on a different level. Like, I know MJ, you know, say he was like the first prototype of this kind of like competitive nature, but I never hear MJ talking about studying actors and how they get into character or nature and how nature works and all of this science behind it. Like, you guys got to think, man. Like, I don't know this for a fact, but from what I got from this interview and it might be just be timing. Right. it's, I watched it for the first time after we lost Kobe and where I'm at currently in my life, where, like I said, it's just constant pursuit of mentorship and, and principal learning and value acquiring. Um, I just feel like Kobe wasn't gifted with the competitive spirit that Jordan had in a sense. Right. And I'm not doing a like who's better than who right now, but just stick with me. Um, so like with Kobe, I feel like he put in the work to gain that competitive aspect. It wasn't a matter of like, this is just how I'm wired. This is how I'm built. I'm going to go out there and do everything I need to do to get better and win. I feel like he knew that it was a conscious decision, a conscious effort a habit that was formed, a practice that he carried out for his entire life that originated back, you know, when we talk in principle one about being a kid and him saying like everything around me will teach me about the game of basketball, applying that and repeating it over and over and over again, you know, being met with new, new challenges and, and saying, you know, okay, you apply the same logic. And that's exactly what he's doing here. So when we talk about preparation, of course, it's like, yeah, make sure you go over your notes, make sure you study, make sure you're ready for that presentation or that business pitch or that shoot that you got, you know, make sure that you have the lighting, the outfit, you know, make sure that, you know, um, you're just, you know, trying to anticipate as much as possible. We all know that. But the part of prep, uh, preparation that he's talking about, at least to me, is more so finding that inspiration outside of yourself, right? If you're a photographer or a videographer or whatever, right? Let's just say you have a, a big shoot, corporate shoot, whatever, for a clothing line. Um, let's say you're shooting for Nike. First gig, first big gig, Right? You know what you have to do for yourself. You know what you have to prepare. Um, but there's a ceiling to that. You know, like Kobe at this point, 
when what he's talking about was already a great player. He's coming out of high school, going straight to the league. He, you're already a great player, bro. But the the kind of preparation that he's talking about is is to elevate, right? Not to be your best self, not to be the best version of yourself, but to literally transform into something like. It's like Pokemon, bro. <laughs> you know, like he's leveling up. You know what I'm saying? He's transforming from a what was that goldfish uh, that you would always catch, and it never did anything but splash. And you're like, shit. <laughs> like this, I'm down to my only Pokemon. I'm about to get roasted because he doesn't do anything but splash. But then he <laughs> levels up into whatever that dragon-looking Pokemon was. Shout out to all my Pokemon people, bro. If you <laughs> if you know, you know. But the point is, man, that's the kind of preparation he's talking about. Not being the best version of yourself, making sure you know, you've know you done the things that you've done a thousand times already. When you get to that point where you're breaking your, uh, you know, your, you're breaking the mold, you're turning over, so to speak, right? Like you're in, in basketball terms, you're becoming a superstar. You know, you go from all-star to superstar, right? Um, that kind of preparation should already be built in. Your batteries are charged. That's a check. Memory cards are cleared and you have enough space to shoot. That's a check. You already scouted out the location. You know what I'm saying? You have the, you have the, uh, the idea in mind, the concept in mind. That's a check. Um, you have poses already down. That's a check. Things that you already do on the day to day that you do for free, but to take it to the next level, looking outside of yourself and outside of your industry to gain inspiration. Uh, later on in that interview, if you guys watch it, he talks about how he listened to the Halloween, uh, the movie, you know, Mike Myers, that theme song, um, before games, and it put him into the mentality of becoming a killer. I played basketball in high school, uh, and I know exactly what he's talking about. It's something that I always tried to do, but I always listened to the wrong music. Like, I would try to listen to, like, something that would pump me up. And uh, it'd be like Lil Wayne or something. And it's like, yeah, this is a bopper, but I'm trying to go like dance with a girl right now, not really score 50. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of play myself out of that uh, mentality. But what kind of alien are you that you're listening to psycho horror serial killer theme songs before a game? You know, um, that level of preparation is uncanny. Um, So I think it's. It's more than just saying stay ready so you don't have to get ready. It's more so how do you transform under the bright lights, right? When your moment has arrived, how do you transform? Sweet. All right. Principle three, preparation comes before execution or deciding. Um, I think that's something that's huge, man. All right. Winding down. Where we at? Dang, dude, I haven't even hit 30 minutes. Maybe I, that, that gives me, that makes me feel good because that means maybe I can chill a little bit and breathe with you guys. Oh, well, I'm not including the clips, so it might be a lot longer. All right, <laughs> I'll try to make sure to keep the same pace. Uh, principle four, lead by example. How simple is that, man? Lead by example. You don't, you don't hear Kobe talk too much about his family, like at least me. Being a sports fan, it's more so about you know, his excellence, his execution on the court, uh, and then later on in his business ventures, right? Um, God bless that family, man, obviously, due to uh, their current loss. But I got to tell you, man, when I hear Kobe talk about 
his family the way that he does it shit i'm tearing up right now thinking about it um because that is the kind of man i could only hope to be for my family you know what i mean um someone who executes at an ungodly level in his profession right and then to come home and take that same mentality to the thing that, that, that he truly loves the most, right? Without his family, um, I would almost bet, even not knowing Kobe, obviously, but uh, just from this interview alone, honestly, and how he, his mentality, uh, he talks about it throughout the entire interview, but especially this uh, specific clip, man, I guarantee you he's, you know, um, only motivated by his family, right? Being excellent isn't, He's not doing it for the sake of being excellent. I mean, maybe in the court, right? Being the greatest of all time. But once you insert your heart, right? Like actually something to fight for, like, you know, a significant other um, and uh, your children, loved ones, right? Mothers, fathers, whatever. Um, You're doing it for them, man. And, And to continue that excellence, even when you get home, is crazy. And uh, he's got two... I got two clips for you guys where he kind of talks about this theme of leading by example. And it really is to all my parents out there um, or shit, anybody, if you're a sibling, you know what I'm saying? If you're a child, well, I guess we're all children, right? Uh, Children of God. Um, No, but, uh, you know, we all got parents, Um, you know, leading by example for our loved ones. And uh, it's something that's beautiful, man. It's something you can truly take all these things and apply them to every aspect of your life. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to what Kopi has to say about listening, uh, listening, <laughs> leading by example. Here we go. I'm probably not going to get this right. A 16 year old, a 13 or 11 year old? Was yeah, 13. 16, and, 13, two, and one that's a month. One that's a month, by the way, right? One that's a month. All girls. All girls, 444. So 16 means you're in your fifth, sixth year, sixth year having a baby? Yeah. It's something like that, right? Give or take. What was the conversation like with your wife to say, listen, this is the schedule? Because look, you know, some entrepreneurs, they're coming home at night and late, oh my gosh, my wife is upset because I came home at 1130. (laughs) Oh my goodness, what a sacrifice I'm making. You know, this life's, you know, I don't know if I can do this. Sure. You're on the road nine months out of the year. If you especially play the Olympics, you won two gold medals. So you're doing that on the off season and you're trying to get that part going and training for doing your camps. What is the conversational life like with your wife and kids to say, listen, this is what I'm doing. How did that conversation go? Well, with the kids, it's different. So, like, the communication with, the, with our children is that, you know, Pops is working hard. This is the level of attention to detail you need to have in everything you do. So it's, it's setting the example. Same thing with my wife. My wife's a stay-at-home wife. It's the hardest job, man. So she works really hard at that. I mean, it's... You know, and so her attention to detail with that as well are examples for our children. And then for my wife, it's, you know, she's as competitive as I am. So she's like, listen, man, if you're going to be out here training eight hours a day, if you're going to spend nine months out of the year away from your family, you better fucking win the championship. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing this for? (laughs) What are we doing? 
What are we doing? I love that. You know, um, but it's a balancing act. And that's the thing that's important is understanding that we have to have so much energy. Because for like Natalia and Gianna when they were babies, especially Natalia because they was doing prime years. Um, and I'd go to practice and I'd, I'd train and, you know, I'd play the game and, you know, I'd come home and I'd be sore and I'd be tired. And she wants to go swimming. She wants me to take her to the park. She wants to just jump on my back or whatever the case may be. You can't say, I'm too tired, I'm going to lay down. Mm. That's not fair. She don't know what the hell's going on, right? And if this was a game, you'd suck it up and play. I play games with the flu. I play games with 102 degree fever, man. Powerful. You can't do that. That for is you so powerful. Right? Man. You gotta be on, man. Man, that is beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Uh, we 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 were not deserving of Kobe, especially as a uh, girl dad. You know what I'm saying? To have four girls and his wife, um, and to apply that kind of um, intention to make sure that um, you know they they knew why he was doing it. Um, they knew. That it wasn't uh, for lack of um, love or attention for them, but in fact it is because uh, of them. And to have a strong, supportive, uh, both, you know, just two strong, supportive parents uh, in the mix is is beautiful, man. And um, it's funny because that one resonated with me specifically. The other clip kind of it gives a little bit more uh, in regards to leading by example, but he brought up some good things in regards to attention to detail, right? The fact that, um, you know, uh, like the host said, he's on, he's was on the road nine months out of the year. Um, you know, he's here and there, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm almost certain you're missing birthdays, et cetera. Um, and, uh, that sacrifice, some people let it hold them back because they don't want to make those sacrifices. I know that's something that I'm currently working on to get better at. Uh, but then some people are uh, not understanding of it because um, they're just like, well, look at all the stuff I do to, to, you know, to keep the lights on or to provide you this life. Like, no, that's not the um, that's not the the approach you want to take. You want to make sure that you don't even have to have that conversation because your children know your wife knows your husband knows your significant other knows that the reason why you do the things you do is because of them and you're going to give 110%, especially when you're back at the crib or spending time with them because what else are you doing it for? If that's not the case, you know what I'm saying? And man, I, uh, I love my wife dearly. Um, and shout out to her because she puts up my crazy ass often. And I've always, uh, you know, we're young. We were a young couple and, um, young as in age, right? I'm 26. Uh, she's 25. If I remember that correctly. Um, I always forget how old I am. (laughs) Um, uh, but we're in our mid twenties now. And, uh, but we're also young in our marriage, right? We, uh, had the kid and got married and everything happened so fast and lo and behold, bam, now we're raising a, a child and, you know, building a marriage. Um, and a foundation for him to build off of going forward, right? And I always was torn. And I'll kind of tell myself a story because I'm always like, 
oh, I'm this creative, this 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 guy who just needs a chance to get his his expression out in whatever form that is, and like I gotta go do this, and you know, you're not you're not supporting me, you're not allowing me to do this, right? <laughs> uh, and it's just me being young and stupid and and not even knowing what I want, um, but. I bring that up because when he, when Kobe was kind of talking about that conversation, especially when, when his wife's like, hey, you better go win because we're not making all these sacrifices for nothing. It resonated with me because, um, you, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. If you're given 110 percent at anything, you're going to have the backing of someone who truly loves you. Right. Uh, family, significant other, et cetera. Right. Uh, but you got to be given 110%, right? So I'm getting mad at my wife, <laughs> but then I'm, I'm going to sit on my ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'll, I'll go play three hours of video games. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can't, I can't make all this noise about wanting to be great uh, and then not put the work in, you know, shout out to Kevin Hart. Everybody want to be great, but don't nobody want to put the work in. So I just love that dynamic that they were able to build, right? Kobe is a special kind of person, and the fact that his wife and seemingly his children, you know, um, who knew who knew no better, right? I know he's got a young baby, um, but they all are, you know, have this built-in expectation of like, look, yeah, sacrifices are made, but you give 110% and you pay attention to the details, um, you know, always, and especially with your loved ones. So I thought that was cool, man. I got one more clip on that one and then we'll go ahead and move on to the last principle. But, uh, yeah. I notice a lot of times you go and you talk about like the, even the example you use right now, if your hamstrings are this, you're down, your wife's upstairs, your kids, you ain't going to think about it. You're gonna, so did you have a lot of these scenarios where you use your wife and your kids to use as no excuse, I'm going to get through this. Was that a mental conversation you had that nobody could hear? Yeah. You got to lead by example. As parents, you got to lead by example. If you want your kids to do whatever it is they want to accomplish in life, you have to show them. Mm. You can't. You got to show them. And that's what I tried to do. And you're obviously doing that, man, at a whole different level. Alter ego. Let's do alter ego, and then I want to kind of go into the story side and how you went into the storytelling. And you went and get it. Guys, this guy. Yeah, so a little bit more just reiterating, right, that belief, like, uh, he talks about uh, when he tore his Achilles and he shot those free throws and, you know, he used a metaphor of like if your kids were in a burning building or, you know, the house spontaneously combusts and it's on fire now and you got a bad hamstring, you're not worried about the hamstring. You're trying to get your kids, you know, out the house, out of danger and your wife out the house, out of danger. Um, and I thought that was beautiful, man, because, uh, yeah, I just think like just that level of... Um, Intention, you know, and, atten and attention to detail is kind of what he's talking about. And he's kind of doubling down on in that clip there. So um, it's it's an amazing mentality to have and to pass down to your children. Um, just do. Don't talk. You know, a lot of people are just lip service, myself included. Everybody wants to. There's things that they want to pursue. Right. There's things that they want to see through or might even have a good good idea that might change the world but the difference is the attention to detail um the intention that you have and if you can be that kind of person that kind of natural 
you're not even, you're just leading by example, you know, you're not even talking about it. You're just doing and you, you're leading by example. That's truly, uh, what I think anyone would wish, um, for their loved ones. So if you can do that yourself, it's the best way to show them. All right. Uh, so yeah, principle four, lead by example. I hope y'all are still with me, man. Hey, <laughs> this is, I feel like a smooth jazz. I got a raspy voice right now. I hope it's coming through. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, feel like a smooth jazz radio host and it's like 11 p.m. I would recommend not listening to this at night or do, you know, put, it'll put you to sleep for sure. But I hope you guys are getting something good out of it. Uh, my thing is always just making sure that we can um, learn, you know, uh, again, from just these great examples, uh, these great people and uh, who better to start with than the Mamba. So, uh, all right. Last principle. I promise we're almost out of here. We're looking at uh, principle five, which is, I don't know, it's hard to tell, but uh, this one might be my favorite. Um, Let curiosity guide you into the unknown. How cool does that sound? Let curiosity guide you into the unknown. Kobe kind of talks about, you know, obviously life after retirement. If you guys, again, follow him closely, you know, he was big into writing. He won a freaking Oscar. I yeah, an Oscar um, for, you know, best animated short film, uh, which is, I think it's called Dear Basketball, if I'm not mistaken, or I Love You Basketball. I think it's Dear Basketball. Man, uh, what a freaking Oscar, man. And uh, it truly just goes to the mind. And what I love about Kobe, you know, honestly, um, as I'm older, is... The, that intensity to be matched with such, you know, creative uh, curiosity and creative expression. Um, it's crazy because I truly, I think I tweeted this too after I watched the video. I'm like, Kobe was trying to be the the black Walt Disney bro. Like, he was trying to put animation on the map for, um, you know, for people of color, right? Um, for people who don't have that representation in that space and I just was like damn dude I really hope and I'm following closely too because he he uh he got a a lifelong fan out of me um you know just with his legacy and his interview and I know I'm not alone in that but I really want it to the point where I want to see I want to make sure that like you know everything that he's doing is I want to I hope and I pray that it is actually uh gonna you know go through and follow his vision that he kind of had laid out but um yes so um the last principle and it's kind of uh whimsical so y'all gotta y'all gotta stick with me uh, let curiosity guide you into the unknown uh here's kobe talking about that a little bit by the way in dallas and same determination what's your current work schedule look like today it's it's uh it's different because i personally I'm not writing every word of the novels. I am not animating the films. What I have to do now is make sure that the people that we bring in, these obsessives that we bring in, are challenging themselves to do the best job that they think they can do. That's what I'm there for, is for them to constantly look in the mirror and self-assess and challenge themselves. If we have a project and you're saying, okay, I can do that, that's not the project we want. 
The projects that say, I don't know if I can animate that. I don't know how to write that story. I don't know how to do that. Those are the things we want because through that curiosity, you'll reach a level that you didn't think was possible. Mm -hmm. And so running the studio, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> um, that concept alone of like being, uh, you know, uh, let curiosity guide you into the unknown. Kobe's saying, man, I'm looking for people. And I can only imagine that he shares this sort of uh, hunger or aspiration that are so curious that they're willing to take on that challenge of, I don't know how this is going to work out. You know, it could be really good. It could be really good, but it could also not be that great. You know, I could also not, uh, you know, exceed the way that I thought I would. And, um, man, I think that's beautiful. Like, honestly, it's crazy because, again, it kind of goes back to, what was it, principle two uh, or maybe uh, principle three when we talk about preparation. Bro, you get... You, you have to challenge yourself. You have to continuously try to evolve and, uh, you know, uh, transform, like we talked about with uh, preparing. And so imagine, right, you're creative, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person, you're, you're just you. <laughs> you're just a regular person looking to evolve, you know, looking around yourself and at your current station and saying, hey, there is something more for me. Uh, there's something, you know, bigger than this, and I am greater than this. I feel like you have to follow um, that that passion down that road, and along with that, um, you know, it's really partnered by curiosity. If there's something that you actually love, hmm, I wonder if this will work. You know, damn, that would be sick. Can we do it? Right. And if there's no doubt in you that you can't uh, or that you can rather, then are you just playing it safe? Right. Are you willing to step off that porch? Right. <laughs> That's a little hip hop reference. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, in all actuality, are you willing to leave your comfort zone to go out into the unknown? led by only your passion and your curiosity and say, hey, um, you know, I, uh, I'm going to see if it works. You know, I'm willing to try. Uh, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that it does work. And if it doesn't, going back to principle two, you know, hey, dealing with the facts, right? All right, it didn't work because of these reasons. This is what I'll do going forward. Because people are so fixated on losing or failure. And it's like, you don't understand that Success is built on L's. All success is, quote unquote, success is L's that you continuously take until you catch that win, right? It's failing forward. It's, uh, you know, learning lessons, life lessons. You know, I never lost. I, I just learned, <laughs> you know, all that deep shit that we see on Instagram. But the truth of the matter is, you pursue something that is out of your comfort zone and you fail at it until you fix it, right? There's no one that comes out and they're just like, well, I'm successful now, so see you later, I'm a billionaire, bye. 
Nah, fam, that's not how it works. You go out there and you get punched in the face and you say, well, that was brutal. Um, and you do it again. And I just love that thought of, especially in a creative aspect. And creativity can also be within your business, right? Being a creative entrepreneur doesn't mean that you have to be an artist of some sort, but cr- having a creative business model, right? Uh, how you approach your margins, how you approach, uh, you know, saving money, spending money, whatever it is that you need to do to get your business off the ground. What's that thing that's going to make you different than everyone else? You might have an idea of what it is and you may not be an expert at it, but you got to go execute. You got to go try to execute and fail and come back and say, all right, boom. Version one was not so great. <laughs> kind of like this episode. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, all right, we tried it. You know what I mean? It might go well or there might be some notes, but this is just the jumping off point into what it's actually meant to be. You know, everyone's worried about where Oprah is now and not where she started off, right? Everyone's worried about where Jordan ended up and not with the fact that he got cut from his high school team. So you got punched in the mouth. What are you going to do about it, right? Um, But, you know, from a creative aspect and and harping, uh, hearkening back to Kobe's uh, clip when he talked about curiosity he wants those people who are willing to say look i don't know but i'll figure it out and those are the people you can go to work with because i guarantee you you go you you make that decision going in you are i would imagine less likely to you know consider that a failure if it doesn't work out the way you thought it would right you'd be surprised where you end up by just stepping off that porch man and uh you know letting curiosity guide you and it's something beautiful bro it's beautiful. Uh, Kobe is a beautiful dude, um, beautiful mind, and uh, he will be missed. But I guarantee you, um, I will be taking a lot of his principles away for myself and try to apply them to my everyday life. I will uh, um, try to pass them down to my son to ensure that, uh, you know, like he said in the clip, people learn from my mistakes. They, you know, I do it so they don't have to type of thing and tell these stories so people know, uh, you know, better <laughs> and have a better chance at maybe not getting punched so hard in the face like I did, right? Um, and uh, I really hope that uh, this helps you guys a little bit. Um, it's my goal to hopefully try to um, do this more often and really you know, just kind of dive into these principles more and more. And I make it uh, just, it's like, honestly, what drives me, man, (laughs) Uh, trying to really carve out, I need literal step by step, what do I need to follow? Tell me what to do? Like, where is my rule book, you know, and uh, I haven't found one yet. So I just decided that I'm just going to create it myself. (laughs) And, um, you know, keep track of these principles. And, pay homage and credit to the the beautiful minds that I've learned them from and uh, do my best to share them with you guys, um, with my loved ones. And, uh, you know, uh, especially with the one that looks up to me. So I implore you guys to do the same, man. If this is not your cup of tea, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish, I wish it was, but if it's not, maybe it's for a good reason. Maybe there is something out there that, 
is uh, more specific to the things that you're looking for. I don't got the answers. I'm not no guru. Y'all ain't got to, I don't want y'all to pay me. <laughs> you can turn this off if you want to, uh, but please don't. I don't know. But the, um, the whole point is like, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing that I want is to encourage y'all to do the same. Seek out your, your mentors, right? Create your principles and your values and shape your own Mamba mentality um, that you can execute. And it's perfect for yourself, man, because I'm going to let you in on a secret. No one knows what the fuck's going on. Pardon my, pardon my French, but it's the truth. You know, all these people try to sell you on success. And it's like, bro, no one knows truly the secret, right? All it is is just a, a formula made up of opportunity and chance and execution, right? A um, little bit of preparation. But if we can establish guidelines, principles, values, and, you know, things to consider when all else fails that we can fall back on, I would, uh, I would bet money that we have a, a fighting chance at following through with whatever it is that uh, well, we were meant to do. So, hope this was helpful. Um, yeah, hopefully I can do more of these. I would love to get the fellas in there as well um, so we can all discuss together. Who knows, man? This might be like a five-hour podcast. I can go on and on. But I encourage you guys to uh, check out um, the Valuetainment channel. Um, they have great stuff there in general. It's something I'm always tuning in. Uh, two and um, shout out to Patrick Bet David. Uh, follow him on Instagram as well because he's a baller and uh, another great mentor that I'm uh, hacking. Not hacking. That's a weird word to say, but uh, hijacking. I guess I'm hijacking my my own mentors and studying and reading up on people and really trying to execute best practices that they share. So um, check them out, Valuetainment. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, I know I'm sick of talking and I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing me. So love y'all to death, man. Y'all be safe and uh, we'll talk later. Peace.